The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Fucking... another edition of who is right here on the two-man power trip of wrestling i am your host jp john pause with me as always my co-host the second man in the booth the doctor himself mr j michael p.s jargo jargo what's going on how you doing today sir what's happening pause back for another episode man you, you know how long have we been doing this it's got to be coming up on almost a year doesn't it yes i believe we're only two months away from a year at this point which Believe is crazy considering this whole thing started just because you had a really, really bad take about something. Whoa. Was that about Mr. WrestleMania? Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Think about how that, uh, that, uh, you know, grew into this. Yeah. Right. Plus episodes later. Yeah. This is pretty, pretty amazing. And on today's episode, going to be talking about who is the best football player turned professional wrestler. We just had the Super Bowl. Where your boy RVV is still crying that the Bengals lost, but too bad the Rams get the victory, as I predicted. So anyway, did you watch as, the game? What did you think of the game, man? What, what did you think of the booking of this year's Super Bowl? I uh, was booked pretty well. A little bit of a lull there uh, in the third quarter, but uh, it was pretty good for the most part. Of course, I watched. I, I'm a big football fan. I like to watch the the whole game. Uh, commercials were okay. There was a couple of good ones. Larry David had a good one. Austin Powers had a good one. Besides that, not much. Game was pretty good. Pretty ho hum. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. went down. They kind of lost their offense for a little bit, but then they realized, let's just go to Cooper Cup, the best player in the league. Let's just keep going, even though if he's double team, triple team, just keep throwing him the ball. And then they finally scored. And for some godforsaken reason. On the biggest play of the game and the biggest play of the year, the Bengals decide to put Eli Apple, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, on Cooper Cup, who's by far the best receiver in the NFL. Interesting there, but good booking, three-point win again. All these close games, all the way through the playoffs. Yeah, that that is one thing that the NFL can hang their hat on this year is the games, at least you know from like the divisional round on, which is yeah. absolutely yep. fantastic. The games were nuts, all close. Obviously, that first round, you could almost say, like, do we really need that seventh? Seed? No. You know what I mean? Because the Eagles got blown out, the Steelers got blown out, both of them not even playoff teams. You could tell by, I mean, just look at them, like, these two teams are not playoff teams. They do not deserve to be in there. But what do the NFL care? They've made extra money off that extra round. 
Yeah, I feel the same way about the NBA. I was talking with uh, Big Vito over at the Big Vito brand yesterday. Oh, yeah. Nice. And uh, we, we were talking some basketball. And it's like, you know, now that they have this play-in tournament, they go 10 seeds deep in each conference. There's only 15 teams in each conference. There's more Wait, teams that make the playoffs than don't at this point, And the Lakers yep. are still going to miss. Yep. And that's why the regular season doesn't mean jack. In the nope. NFL, I mean, in the NBA, it's just that there's no importance to it because everybody ends up making the playoffs. Hate that. Even yep. more so now. Hate it. Yep. And baseball is kind of the same way, you know. So with, with yeah. 162 games, I, I start paying attention to baseball in like August. Right. So as far as today, who is the best football player turned wrestler? Not really sure where to start, but we'll mention this. Well, I mean, pause. You pick a topic that literally includes like 98% of all professional wrestlers of all time. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's insane, man. It's absolutely insane. But let's start with the top of the heap in the WWE. Let's start with a guy who, not necessarily a pro football player, but he did have some pro experience. He did make a few teams, was great at Georgia Tech. What about Roman Reigns, the man right now in WWE, even though you won't admit it? Well, he's clearly the man in the WWE. The problem is that there's nobody else in the WWE that you can put on par with him. And, you know, it takes two to dance, right? Um, Roman is an interesting one because I don't feel like Roman should be on this list because Roman didn't want to be a wrestler. Roman wanted to be a football player. If, if Roman doesn't get hurt, if Roman doesn't have health issues, if Roman doesn't, you know, find out that he has cancer, there's no way like Roman avoided going into professional wrestling as long as he possibly could. And then he just finally got into the family business, but Roman wanted to be a football player and he was a damn good one at Georgia tech. Yeah. So Roman definitely on the list. I just wanted to mention Brock Lesnar. Technically he doesn't count because he really was a wrestler and then he went to football, but I just wanted to mention Lesnar because it's so funny that this guy with no prior football experience can just walk on to the Vikings and almost make the team shows you the just level of athlete. He is what a freak. Well, I mean, yeah, what a freak. And I think people forget that about Brock Lesnar, what a pure athlete that guy is. Um, he made it all the way through camp, man. He damn near made it to the, the day one roster and then just realized that he could make more money in, in UFC and WWE. But it's insane to think that somebody who had never played football before can damn near make an NFL squad just showing up because he's that freaky athletic. It's amazing. That's pretty crazy. You would never think that that would, uh, that would occur. Just think if he knew what he was doing. Yeah. How I mean, dangerous. you know, and if he had some experience, how dangerous he would have been. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could be looking at, you know, a, a much earlier Aaron Donald like figure. You just put him yeah. on the defensive line, teach him a couple of swim moves, and just let the athleticism take over. What about Dwayne Johnson, AKA The Rock? He's got to be high up on the list. Well, he's got to be high on the list. I mean, his time at Miami now almost seems like it's become a footnote in like this giant career that is Dwayne Johnson, but people forget he was pretty damn good down there at the U. Yeah. Big time. And the thing with him is he could have almost played NFL too. If he, if he wants to, I know he played CFL, but he could have played NFL a little bit. Just think if he would have dedicated himself to the gym and his body, the way that he does now 
in his late teens and early 20s. I mean, because it's crazy to look at Dwayne Johnson on the football field Sunday at the Super Bowl and then like go back and watch the debut in Madison Square Garden. It looks like he ate that kid. Right. Right. I mean, like he's so much bigger now. But then you also run into could Dwayne Johnson pass an NFL drug test right now? Hmm. It's pretty amazing, though. Think about it. It's like you get this big time pro wrestler on the field of the Super Bowl doing the intros, like literally as the team is on the field about to kick off. That's pretty awesome. How do you think people view Dwayne Johnson at this point? Like, do they just recognize him as there is the highest paid action movie star in the world? Or do they look at him as didn't that guy used to be a wrestler? Because I think inside of the the wrestling bubble, like people look at Dwayne and they're just like, yeah, that's our guy, you know, but people outside of that bubble, how do they view Dwayne Johnson at this point? I don't know. I feel like a lot of the cash, if you will, the casuals, I feel like they probably think he's this big action star, but I think a lot of people are like, wow, yeah, he used to be a wrestler. That's right. Like, I think a lot of people will know him as the rock, you know what I mean? Rather than Dwayne. Well, and he's kept the rock thing going throughout his entire Hollywood career. Like he tried to get away from it at the very, very beginning. And then he just embraced it. So there was a guy you mentioned when I brought this topic up to you and you were saying he's your number one. And I thought it was kind of crazy, but Baron Corbin, really? He's the number one. No, I was, I, I was joking. Pops. Oh, I was oh, being okay. facetious, but you know, I almost come... want to say like, uh, what's that anchor man? Like I wrote it down in my diary. I thought you were joking, <laughs> but I mean, you know, compared to some of the guys that we have talked about already, including Roman Reigns, including Brock Lesnar, uh baron corbin had a better football career than both of those guys you know so depending on kind of how you want to weigh your scale for today's show yeah i think baron corbin's actually pretty high on the list he had a pretty decent career there for a couple of years and i don't think he's lost by the way in like eight months or so right since he's been happy corbin i think he's undefeated i think that's hilarious. What what do you see as the ceiling for Baron Corbin? Because I feel like I've always been much higher on Baron Corbin than the typical WWE viewer. Like, I think he is the prototypical Vince McMahon superstar. Do you see him as a world champion at some point? Could you reframe this happy Corbin kind of back into Baron Corbin and have him be a main event world champion? I don't. But then when JBL came, I almost didn't see him as champion. And then he became champion and it kind of fit him. So I don't know, maybe they could kind of do that same kind of repackaging a little bit with the happy Corbin, just turn and twist a little bit. And I could possibly see it because he's got the look. He's pretty good in ring. He's great on the mic. Uh, The fans legit hate him. He's the only guy hit that has real heat on the whole damn roster. Um, But right now I feel like he's the gatekeeper. Like, McIntyre has to beat him to get a shot at Roman Reigns. I feel like that's the role with him for a while, that ultimate gatekeeper. But I love this undefeated streak thing, and I love the Happy Corbin thing. The Madcap Moss thing is great just because it's so bad that the crowd absolutely hates it. So maybe reframe him and repackage him. He could be a world champ or a world championship material, but only because there's two belts. If there was one belt and there's only one champion, I would say no way. I, I feel like the biggest thing holding back Baron Corbin is that he's a fat kid. I mean, like you, you look mm. at him when he was playing in the NFL. Right, he was a lineman, yeah, yeah. He was a big dude. And once you're that 
big and that size, I just don't think he can tighten up to where Vince McMahon wants to put him in that spot. Like, I, I feel like if he was built like Austin Theory, like if he was sculpted by the gods underneath of that shirt, I, I feel like he'd be a main event. But I, if you can't take your shirt off when you're inside the ring, I just don't think Vince is going to put you in that spot. I can feel it. But he is a big boy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. He's, and he obviously used to be way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's no fault of his. It's just when you're that big, when you lose the weight, you're not yeah. tightening up for a six pack. I mean, like, yeah. it, it's just not happening. Yeah. He's like, a, he was a legit super heavyweight. Now he's a, just a legit heavyweight. I loved him in NXT when he first came in and the crowd was like counting along and his matches were going like 11 seconds. Man. Like, I wish, we, wolf. Yeah. I, I wish we would have got that Baron Corbin on the main roster. So Rob, uh, excuse me, Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, obviously did some wrestling after uh, being a legendary football player, but then he went back to being a legendary football player. What do you think about Gronk? And won a Super Bowl, mind yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. went and got himself another ring. If we're looking for the most successful NFL player that, that has done some wrestling, I mean, Gronkowski is probably number one on the list. Um, yeah. I, I don't think anybody can match his accolades when it comes to a football context unfortunately we didn't get to see a whole lot of him inside of the wwe do you think gronk comes back i mean like obviously he was working with wwe there was a lot of talk of him you know working with wwe going forward and then he decided to go back to the nfl assuming gronk is done with the nfl does he come back to the wwe it's weird. I almost thought he'd be like the perfect fit and the perfect guy, but watching like that 24-7 documentary and stuff where he kind of didn't want to take that bump and Vince took the bump to show him how to take it, it almost seemed like he was a little tentative about his WWE run. Like he almost wasn't as comfortable as you would think he would have been there. He almost seemed like the perfect fit, but now I'm not so sure. Sometimes when you get your dream job, it turns into a nightmare. It's just not what you were expecting whatsoever, you know? And yep. some people are better off just being a fan. So as far as another WB guys want to mention, what about Mojo Raleigh? Mojo, I did have on my list. Um, well, I, Mojo did play for my beloved Green Bay Packers after all. That is um, true. Unfortunately, the gimmick that is Mojo Raleigh and the hype that is Mojo Raleigh, that's a shoot, brother. Like he is always that way. And I just can't handle that. Like Mojo is too high strung for me. Mojo makes my blood pressure go up. Like, I, I just, I can't do it, man. I cannot do Mojo. So there's just a couple of random guys I wanted to mention that did some pro wrestling, not really exclusively or didn't really do a lot of it, but they had some star power to them. Sean Merriman did make a chance, didn't make a run. It didn't quite get there. Um, Pac-Man Jones, former TNA tag champion, I believe once pinned Sting, which is Pac-Man insane. had a good run yeah. down there, man. Yeah, and and so Pac-Man Pac was pretty good too. Yeah, athletic. Yeah. William the Refrigerator Perry, who's probably on your, very high on your list. Of course he is. I mean, everybody loved the fridge, right? And especially yeah. when you would get him inside of the Battle Royal, and it's like, how are you going to get rid of the fridge? Yeah, well, you know, you, when, you, when you have guys like Andre and Big John Studd, that helps, but, you know, it's yeah, it, quite the spectacle for the fridge. Reggie White, who wrestled in WCW for way too long of a match against Mongo, was not that great. They should have kept it short and sweet, but pretty surprised. Reggie White, one of the greatest of all time, randomly showed up, did some wrestling. Obviously, they went for some pub, and they got a little bit out of it, but pretty surprising to see Reggie White out there. 
Well, and plus, you know, you, you kind of play into the Bears versus Packers rivalry and oh, yeah. everybody had an opinion. And Red, I think people forget how damn good Reggie White was um, in an era where, you know, every team seems to have somebody like J.J. Watt. Back in the day, there was one of them, and it was Reggie White. I still think he's the best defensive lineman that I've ever seen. Go, Pat, go. Uh, definitely, arguably, very, very high up there. He's not one, he might be two, but he's definitely high up there. Just what, what, what he was doing at the time period, you know, it, it's like when you look back at Jimi Hendrix, right? And it's like nobody was doing to an electric guitar what Jimi Hendrix did to an electric guitar. Right. That's kind of how Reggie was when it came to being a defensive lineman. Yep. A lot of guys took a lot of stuff from him, obviously. They learned from him, which is great. Yep, where he got more athletic as opposed to just big. Even though he was huge, but he was athletic as hell. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very Aaron Donald like you could yeah, say to bring up Aaron Donald. So. Yes. What about LT, Lawrence Taylor? Main event, WrestleMania eleven. You gotta mention LT. Come on, man. We've talked about that WrestleMania eleven main yeah, event. And, pretty and crazy. Yeah. Just it's still just bizarre to me that that was the main event of that show. But yeah, I mean, if you're going off the accolades, you gotta put LT on the list, even though I still think there's some guys that, you know, had a little bit better wrestling career um versus you know the, the actual football part which right. i mean lt arguably the greatest linebacker of all time yes i would put him up there for sure what about mean kevin green he was a guy that i wish he wrestled more because in the few matches he was in i mean he stood out like wow he's athletic as hell he's really good he took to it just his charisma just oozed off of him he just seemed like so comfortable in a wrestling ring, imagine if he was trained more. He would have been awesome. Better than Mongo. Way better. Way better. Yeah. Better than Mongo. And yeah. I mean, look at yep. the career that Mongo had inside of WCW. Like, if you could have flipped that out for Kevin Green, that would have been pretty dope. But instead, he decided that he wanted to go be, like, you know, just one of the best linebackers coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, me and Kevin Green was great. There's some other old school names that just like come up like uh, Leo Nominelli. He's on the list. Uh, Alex Karras is on the list. There's like, you know, old school names. Maybe not everybody might remember or think of, but I wanted to just mention them, of course. But really, in, in the in the crust of this thing, when I was really thinking about it, one name stuck out. Old school wrestler, obviously, but it, huge name. And really, in the AFL, they kind of built a lot of the publicity around him, around him and like name it and stuff. AFL, AFL, Wahoo McDaniel. He was kind of the first name I thought of when I thought about it. Made a pretty damn big name for himself in, in the football world and an even bigger name for himself in the wrestling world. Yeah, I've got Wahoo number two on my list. Wow, nice. Cool. Um, I, when you look at the accolades on both sides of yeah. the coin, it's really, really difficult to argue with Wahoo. Um, and he is one of those names that while I still feel like he was well before our time and we don't get to see all the footage that I wish that we got to see of Wahoo when he was in his prime, everything that you see is really, really freaking good. All of it is really, really freaking good. And he was around forever. Even until, you know, we were kids and got into it. I still remember seeing Wahoo on TV on Saturday mornings. That is like a, a great one where it's like, wow, holy shit. Like this big name from the football world decides to do wrestling and was really good at it, really successful. He just came to it naturally. Uh, it's a, like just one of those rare guys where it's like equal, 
You know what I mean? Like other guys we're going to talk about had way more success in football, a little success wrestling or way more wrestling. He's one of the guys equal almost. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely think that he's, I, I think the AFL career, if the AFL would have won the war, right? Kind of like if WCW would have won the war, if the AFL would have won the war, I feel like Wahoo would probably be celebrated a bit more inside of the football context, or at least as much as he is inside of the pro wrestling context. So I guessing number one, you'd have Steve Mongo McMichael is your number one. I'm going to guess. No, but I do have him number three. Oh, um, okay. All right. Uh, Mongo being a member of that bears team got Mongo over. And Mongo rode that freaking stardom as long as he possibly could. And when we look at all the guys on this list, there's so many of them that we did not get a long run out of. And Mongo, it was like he just continued to fail upwards Mm -hmm. inside of the world of professional wrestling to the point he becomes a freaking horseman. Yep, He became a freaking horseman. I mean, when you look at that push, how do you not have Mongo super high on the list? Thing is with him, never really trained. And that's kind of where, like, they just threw him out there on the road. You're Mongo, you're that's great athlete. That's the good and leg- the bad of Mongo, right? Yeah, like, you're the legendary football player. You're awesome on the Bears. You know, you're just a really great player, part of the championship team. And then everyone sees that. But then it's like, but he's got to be trained, you know, f- from the ground up. you got to send him to the power plant. Like, no. He's Mongo. He's a huge name. Let's just throw him out there. That yeah. doesn't work for everybody, and it's not really a smart thing to do because, yeah, you get the name value. Yeah, you get Mongo, and yeah, in, in certain markets, especially in Chicago, it's like, holy shit, Mongo McMichael's wrestling, but you're not going to get an actual guy that was trained, and he's learning on the road. It's kind of unfair, and really, a, a little bit of the time, he just looked lost and, and uncomfortable out there where we're, you know, some basic training or maybe just a power plant for months on end would have made him more comfortable. But Mongo also was authentic. He could talk his ass off and everybody knew Mongo McMichael was a tough guy before he ever stepped into a pro wrestling ring. And so you always knew like, yeah, it ain't going to be graceful, but that was kind of the appeal too. like, it, it felt a bit more authentic. It felt a bit more like a fight when Mongo was in there. I don't know, man, like Mongo really high on the list. And I feel like I could even, if somebody wanted to put Mongo number one, I'm not sure I would necessarily argue with them. I think they would be incorrect, but I'm not sure that I could argue with them. I think it's with Mongo. It's like, okay, wasn't that great in ring, but it almost didn't matter. And if you ask Flair and Arn, they didn't give a shit. They loved him. Yep. First of all, big football marks, obviously, but it's like, holy shit, we're hanging out with Mongo, great football player, but like legit tough guy, legit badass. And then Kevin Nash was saying it too. He goes, who gives a fuck like about it that he wasn't a good wrestler because it's Mongo. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Kind of makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the diehard, you know, puro pro wrestling fans that just want to see the great matches. Yeah. Going back and watching Mongo in hindsight, it, it doesn't do it. Mongo is one of those things you had to enjoy in real time. You had to live through it because you had to live in the star power of the 85 bears. Yep. And it's funny too, that guy who did the, that's our Mongo thing. I don't even remember if I'd said anything or did anything, but he blocked me on Twitter. I think maybe I said like, Oh, this, 
Like the, the account's funny, but like, come on, like ridiculous. But I, I know he took it down eventually. But for some reason, I was like, oh, this guy blocked me. I must have, I must have made fun of him or said something negative about him having that account up. But I, I think maybe he was even saying like, yeah, but you know, who, who cares about the screw ups and stuff? Listen to the pop, or you know, he, he was, he was right. super over. Yeah, he yeah, was really super over. over. Like, I, who would you even compare Mongo to in a modern context? Yeah, that's true. Almost when Strowman was getting a big push a few years ago, remember yeah. when he really was really getting over. But you know, he was a little awkward. His matches weren't that good. That's kind of what it was like. Almost like, yeah, but who cares about that? Because he was getting over. Like you know what I mean? Right. And, and then of course they gave him the choo-choo train and that kind of derailed it. Well, but, and yeah, maybe it's a little different too because Mongo was over before he got into wrestling. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, he wouldn't even fit that mold. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, you know almost like bad bunny but you know we're yeah i was thinking maybe like the celebrity guy maybe. right but he just really took to it and happened to be pretty decent at it so your number one was probably a guy that was the best jewish wrestler of all time in my book bill goldberg you know i i i put goldberg right behind baron corbin on my list just to be a dick like oh. just just like just to pop myself oh, come on i put him right behind baron corbin right um Goldberg is one. I, I think I anybody who listens to this show knows that I was not a Goldberg fan. Um, but his NFL career, if it wasn't for that shoulder injury, I'm really curious how it would have went. Hmm. How how much of Goldberg do you remember on the football field, Paz? Um, remember on the Rams, obviously. Remember him on the uh, Falcons, but yeah, I mean not. Not a crazy amount, I guess. I mean, he was just so explosive, you know? And I mean, that really translated to the pro wrestling thing, right? But I mean, there were times where Goldberg would look like an absolute monster on the football field, and then, you know, you wouldn't hear his name for the next 15 plays. But mm. my God, when he did explode, there was something there. I, I, I'm really curious what would have happened with him inside of an NFL context, or maybe he would have just kept getting hurt and, you know, fallen out of the league. And in that case, yeah, I'd say the pro wrestling thing worked out for him. So Goldberg is less or lower than Baron Corbett on your list. What about the big cat, Ernie Ladd? That's number one, pause. Oh, I that's knew number one. I mean, I but again, when you look at the accomplishments in the ring and on the football field, yeah. Ernie Ladd got over him both, right? And I mean, Ernie Ladd kind of in that same kind of Mongo category, right? Where he yeah. was over before he came to professional wrestling and he just took to it. He took to it way better than Mongo did. But I love going back and watching all the footage of Ernie Ladd. I think he is just criminally underrated when we talk about, you know, that greatest of all time list. I was going to say, um, he's got to be way up there. And obviously, he's probably number one on your list, but he's got to be way up there just because legendary football player but then became a legendary wrestler and and, and obviously promoter and, and everything else but it's just one of those things where it's like wow pretty amazing of a career to have a top of the notch in one top of the notch in another yeah Two absolutely when you look at ernie ladd and you just think about his career all-star you know pro bowl player whatever you want to say champion and then champion and, and wrestling, you got to think like, okay, 
that is kind of like the formula for maybe recruiting guys, or you would hope or think, right? For a lot of uh, a lot of Bill Watts, I know that was a part of his plan. But like for Vince, and and I know they like to do amateur wrestling, but I think football makes it a great transition. Like, is Ernie Cat Ernie the Big Cat Lad? Is he like the blueprint of like, oh, let's get this really good, famous football player champion? And let's bring him over to wrestling. Is he the blueprint kind of guy? I mean, ideally, right? I mean, back at this time period, I feel like it made more sense because the pay scales were so much closer, right? You look at what the NFL players are making these days versus what the pro wrestlers are. It it just doesn't make sense. Like, again, I was talking with Vito yesterday. You know what Tony Romo is getting paid by CBS to be an analyst? 18 million dollars a year wow really and he stinks wow i mean now could you imagine because this is where the conversation really got going if somebody wanted to bring in tom brady to be an analyst what would it cost yeah probably 30 million a year you know i mean if tony romo's getting 18 yep damn he might make more money as a commentator than he did on the football field how crazy is that yeah which is just insane to go back to Ernie Ladd again, this kind of goes into the AFL thing. Like, okay, I got the stats right here. Four time AFL all-star AFL, all pro three times, won an AFL championship while playing for the chargers. And then he goes into pro wrestling and he's an African-American inside of, you know, the dirty South NWA. It, what he accomplished just being Ernie Ladd culturally is more significant than anybody else that we're going to talk about today. Pretty amazing though to get to get that kind of guy and get him interested in football, uh, getting interested in wrestling after a legendary football career. Obviously, money played a big part in that, and he made as more an African American baby's face in the South. Yep, and he made more money in wrestling than football, which is yeah. crazy to think. Yeah, yeah, and these days that would never happen. But yeah, I mean, when you look at the athleticism of big cat Ernie lad. Yeah. That's absolutely the prototype for what they would love to bring in. What about probably your favorite wrestler of all time? I would guarantee we don't really put money on that. I don't remember Tyler breeze playing football. Oh, come on. Lex Luger. Yeah. Lex is one that like, Oh yeah. But as I was doing the research for the show, it was like, Oh yeah, he did play yeah. football. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of guys that, you know, as I'm going through and it's like, oh, he played football. Yeah. Oh, I guess I did know that, you know, but the, it translates right. Being two full contact sports, it makes absolute sense, um, but not nearly the football career of some of the other guys that we're right. talking about today. It is pretty like amazing though, just to think like, okay, this guy just looks like a million bucks. He's a great athlete. Oh, he played football. Like, let's recruit him into wrestling. You know, it, it's it's very not easy to do, but it's almost easy to think about. It's like get these guys that look like a million dollars, and it's not really the thought process anymore, which is crazy to me. Maybe they go to MMA now, and and I mean, obviously a lot of them have Matt Mitrione and right. Brandon Schaub, and a bunch of guys have. But well, a lot of the guys train in MMA too to help them on the field. Yeah, definitely. But to me, it's like, man, I wish wrestling kind of would go back to like, the, like the Lex Luger's of the world, you know what I mean? And and get that kind of appeal and get that kind of look and get those kind of guys again. Because if you just look at him, obviously, maybe he's different because he's got maybe the best body ever in wrestling. But it's like, if you look at it, it's like, man, that's like the prototypical of like, wow, who is this guy? You know, you're changing the channel. It's like, man, uh, who who the heck is this guy? And where did he come from? 
He came from the football world. Oh, he's legitimate. I like this guy. He's a real athlete. Like yeah. that should be the prototype more for for wrestlers. It seems like a lot of them too are guys that got injured playing football. Yes, in, yes. injured to the point that they can't play professionally anymore. Yep, and yet they're still looking for full contact sport. Yeah, like that. Yep. That story seems very, very kind of continuous throughout yep. everybody on this list. Look at Big Van Vader. Same exact thing. And he had a pretty damn good NFL career. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you, the injuries just cut the career short. Yep. And so then they, they're still looking for something that they can go out, they can perform in front of people that involves their athleticism and is a full contact sport. I mean, like it just seems a logical transition if only everybody could do it as well as Vader did, right? I mean, because yep. if, if we're just going off the wrestling side of, of this list, vader very 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 close to the top i enjoy me some vader yeah that's the thing that we gotta they gotta be not equal but you know the the wrestling and the football have got to be somewhat on par i know vader definitely is high up on my list but i don't know if he'll be number one just for the fact that like obviously ernie big cat lad was a better football player wahoo mcdaniel i mean there was guys that were better football players even though he was good he wasn't at the top of the, his game like those guys were well like a, a, a guy that i have on my list like way down the list at like number 33 is former wwe champion Big E. played college football at the yeah. university yep. of iowa yep. very very similar to an ernie lad like figure but didn't have nearly the pro wrestling career at this point didn't have nearly the football career at this point even also, though very comparable like physical yeah. specimens Except for exactly one foot tall, uh, one foot shorter, though. Yeah, <laughs> I think right. he's six nine. I think Big E's only five nine or something like that. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but obviously Big E's a big boy. I mean, I, little you know, cat. Yeah, and to play for Iowa, I mean, that's a pretty damn good school, especially yeah. for linemen. On the very line, good you school. Bet. Yeah, very good school for linemen. Yep. Um, another guy I was thinking of. Speaking of Big E. Great, great, great college football player. Tra- played a little in the NFL. Injuries kind of got him. But Ron Simmons, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. You know how good Ron Simmons was when they actually talked about his football career on the pro wrestling show. Right? Yeah. Yep. And and then, I mean, you look at the accomplishments as far as professional wrestling goes. And again, kind of like the Ernie Ladd thing, what it meant for the culture with Ron Simmons winning the world championship. Um, Ron Simmons, I think there's so many people that remember Ron Simmons as the damn guy at this point. Um, He's one that I wish people would go back and watch like everything up until the nation and and have a bit of appreciation for that rather than just viewing him as Farouk, the guy who kind of got the rock going. I agree. And it's funny that to think back like with his football career too, it's like, wow, this guy was a Heisman trophy like candidate right. like, for a defensive lineman. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. That's how good he was. Yeah. But it's funny. The WWF kind of, I wouldn't say screwed him, but I mean, he could have been more than what he was in the NWB. And I feel I, like the entire nation could have been more than what it was inside of WWE rather than just being the rocks launching point. Like yeah. I, I felt like that entire group of guys and what they were trying to do. I really think that could have gotten over with Simmons. I mean, he's definitely up there. Another guy who's great in college, 
tried to play a little bit in the NFL. What about Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff? Yeah, and Orndorff's one that I was like, oh, he. I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily surprised that he played football, but I didn't remember seeing him play any football. I'm like, oh, it was all like basic college stuff. But yeah, it makes total sense where Orndorff would have been a monster on the football yeah. field. I mean, look at the freaking guy. I think injuries got him too, because I remember he was sought after as far as just being a football player, but probably injuries might have uh, gotten him and kind of derailed him as far as just a professional career. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it seems like that's just consistent with just about every guy on the list that yeah. had a really, really great career inside of professional wrestling, where they turned to pro wrestling so early in their career, and it's almost always because of a, a football injury. Now, a guy that was great in college, actually two guys, and they both played together. One was a quarterback, one was a tight end, and both went to West, West Texas State, which was like the you know, the, the breeding ground for these guys, but Telly Blanchard was the quarterback and Tito Santana was his tight end. How would you like to run into that team on the field? Right. It's awesome. I mean, my God, if only you knew then what you know now, right. Um, Tito, especially, I, I, I really would have liked to seen on the football field, man. I, I, I yeah. really think Tito could have been a hell of a football player, especially at that time period. He could outrange just about anybody. Also, just a bunch of other guys. I know Dusty and Funk played, but is it, you know they, they weren't really sought after or well known for the football. Much more sort of wrestling. But Hanson and Bro, uh, Stan Hanson and Bruiser Brody played. I mean, a lot of guys played in West Texas State. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's Texas, man. I yeah. mean, like yeah. high school football, college football is a religion to those people. It's, it's absolutely insane down there in Texas. They should make a TV or a show or a movie about that. Oh, there you go. I think I've seen that before. But um, I'm trying to think of, of um, a couple other guys who went to West Texas State. I didn't have it on my list, but there was a bunch of them that, that, that just kind of played and and uh, and did some wrestling. I'm trying to think who else. Who else? What about Vern Gagne? Yeah, got to have Vern on the list. Absolutely. I mean, again, when you look at the accolades, I when you look at the pro wrestling side of things and what Vern meant to the industry it's pretty hard to put much of anybody above him, but even on the football side, Vern was really accomplished. Yeah. He had a pretty good career football wise. That's funny. There's a bunch of guys that you would realize, Oh, that's right. They played like uh, Fritz von Eric, Dick, the bruiser all played football. Just like Dick the bruiser was freaking good too. Yeah. Dick, the bruiser was awesome. Yeah. So it's funny. It's like, you don't even like realize it. And then you're like, Oh shit, Bronco Nagurski. Like there's a bunch of big, huge old school names that were really prominent in football. And like I said, it almost was like, why didn't they do that more often? I know eventually th they did do that with Luger and Goldberg and these guys. But right. after that, it felt like that completely fell off. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, I think if the salaries inside of professional wrestling would have kept up with the salaries inside of the NFL, I think that would have continued. But with, with the, the lack of a union and the revenue split between the McMahons and the talent roster, that's just not the case. So a few years ago, we did a year or I did a, um, a convention. Uh, it was called the Markout at the Meadowlands. But it was basically since we were by the Meadowlands and they had WrestleMania there that, that season, we literally did it on WrestleMania Sunday. We had a football guys come in, try, try, you know, try to give a little bit of a gimmick to it rather than the WrestleCon, which was down the street in New York City. Let's just give a little bit of a, a name to it, a little gimmick. And we brought in a bunch of guys 
like Hanson, but you know, they played football, did both. We actually had Jim Ross there, who obviously was a, an announcer for the Falcons and right. did, some, did some stuff for Oklahoma Sooners. But we had Scott Putsky there, who played football, and Dan Spivey was there as well. So we were trying to do that kind of football wrestling kind of thing, where we're you know you yeah you, know, you have a mixture of both. Absolutely, it makes all the sense in the world, man. Especially in that market. Yeah, and it goes hand in hand, football and wrestling. I feel like, like I know you didn't have a big pro career but in um college and stuff he was great dr death steve williams yeah absolutely and he's another one where injuries i think really played a big part in him coming to professional wrestling and injuries had a big part of him not having the pro wrestling career a lot of people thought that he should have had and those matches in japan and stuff they're crazy they're literally nuts and they kind of cut his career a little short because he went a little too crazy over there yeah Absolutely. So I want to mention another guy here, a guy who's very high up on my list because of his football career, his credentials, and his wrestling career, Flying Brian Pillman. Yeah, I was starting to wonder when you were going to get to Flying Brian. I mean, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, absolutely part of this Super Bowl. And Mm -hmm. shout out to our favorite Huckleberry, RBV. Of course, he's still drowning his sorrows after the Bengals' loss. But when I think of famous Cincinnati Bengals. There's like, you know, Boomer Esiason, Icky Woods, but on the short list is Brian Pillman. Absolutely. I agree. Very, very remembered Bengal. Um, it's a shame that they lost because now RBV is definitely crying even more. You know what I mean? Give him another excuse to cry. And Pillman was really freaking good. Um, I, I, I don't think people remember necessarily how great he was on the football field uh, before he turned to the world of pro wrestling, where he yeah. absolutely excelled there, too, and yeah. still like maintain that Cincinnati Bengal thing. So another guy that probably would immediately come to your mind. What about Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah, I mean, and Hacksaw is... I don't know if I've ever been more wrong about a talent than I have been in my life about Hacksaw Jim Duck. Because even as a kid, I just didn't, I didn't get into Hacksaw. I just didn't like Hacksaw, right? And and as a kid, because we know by that time we had gotten to the USA and Ho carrying around his two by four. And I just, it was so cheesy to me, even as a kid. And then as a grown-ass man, I went back and I watched me some Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That dude was freaking crazy. Like, he was absolutely insane. I like It's almost like watching Nick Gage in a modern context, except, you know, if, if they turned him into a comedy character on WWE TV. Like, Hacksaw was hardcore back in the day, man. He was. Mid-South, you go back, there's some awesome stuff there. Yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Bushwhackers, probably the, the the two like acts that I've been the most wrong about over the course of my pro wrestling life. Like going back and watching Sheep Herder stuff, absolutely freaking insane. Hacksaw, yes. right in that same kind yes. of category. Yep. They were definitely way different than what I mean, you he, thought. Yep. He, he could have been Terry Funk before Terry Funk. Yeah, definitely. But he was over like Rover in the WWF and made a shit yep. ton of money. Yeah, but I mean, just as a kid. I mean, that that was my introduction to Hacksaw was the latter part of his career. I never had any idea until I was a grown-ass man, like going back, watching old Hacksaw Jim Duggan matches, and I was like, holy crap, where was this dude when I was, you know, seven years old? What about Jim the Anvil Lightheart? Yeah, well, I mean, 
and the anvil was i i love as much as i didn't like hacksaw jim duggan i always loved jim the anvil nightheart like I, I i love me some jim nightheart more than i love me some bret hart during the heart foundation tag team days and when, when they were first on the come up there was just something that was absolutely insane about jim the anvil nightheart he was like rob gronkowski right just absolutely just a crazy dude like i want to party with that guy man i couldn't imagine jim the anvil nightheart on the football field he's an animal what about moose 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 is an interesting one because like we talk about how baron corbin like i don't think that guy's ever going to be able to reform his body moose has I'm yeah. not exactly sure how in the world he has done it, but Moose has completely transformed his body. Um, when Moose debuted, I didn't think this was going to go anywhere because I remember when Moose debuted inside of Ring of Honor and it was like, yeah, he's a big dude. He's got kind of a cool look, but I just I don't think this guy's got the, the skill set to be a professional wrestler. Moose has proved me wrong. Moose has done pretty well for himself over the course of the last, you know, seven, eight years. No doubt about it. Yeah. Big time. Another guy kind of not in that same vein, but a guy that you thought had that potential like Moose like, okay, there's something here. There's some potential guy that should have gotten maybe the uh, NWA world heavyweight championship at one point. What about Monty Brown? Yeah. Monty Brown. And the other one that I kind of want to talk about at the same time is Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, like, there's another one. Yeah, I mean, like both of those guys, if they would have come along, I almost feel like if they would have come along later in society, when society had progressed a bit further, if they might not have been bigger deals. Like, how was Ahmed Johnson not like, you know, Bobby Lashley right now? You know, like, yeah, yeah. Back then, like, how how was that guy not like main event? Just push him to the freaking moon. And then you hear the stories about him backstage, and it all makes sense. But I mean, when Ahmed Johnson debuted, it was just like, oh my god, Monty Brown, very much the same way. I, like, how was that dude not like world champion forever during his run? Very true. There is some uh, backstage stuff, I guess that uh, was yep. was not great with him. Attitude problems and stuff. Like same that. with Ahmed. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but but if that was a modern context they would be keith lee and people would be screaming oh my god how do you let keith lee go oh my god like oh look at all the talent and all the potential and people don't hear about all the crap going on backstage yep and not to say monty brown's bad or anything but ahmed supposedly his attitude is a lot yeah. worse than, than monty brown yeah I mean, I, but i'm saying like they were saying there was just some rumblings of like oh this guy doesn't think he you know he's too big for us he shouldn't be here she means WWE. like you hear yep. some of those stories about uh, monty but he was great and 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 would love uh if he would have had a bigger run, he probably should have in the business. Yeah. What about Darren Drozdov? Yeah, I, I had to put Draz on my list too. And it's unfortunate what happened because I, I'm very curious where Draz's pro wrestling career would have went. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that Vince could have gotten behind and would have been on the show yep. for 20 years. Yep. For sure. He had that it factor for sure. Yeah. Yep. There was just something about him and it wasn't the fact that he could puke on command. Right. Even though Vince thought it was, that was not what it was, <laughs> but so there just, was certainly something. So 
So just some other guys I had on the list. I had on JBL, Bill Watts. I don't know. Did I miss anybody? Because I feel like there's a ton that I missed. Well, I mean, yeah, I you, we, we missed anybody who's ever been a professional wrestler ever. It seems like, you know, at Pretty some much, point yeah. in their life, they, they probably played football. Um, let's see. Is I think I only have one name oh, on my okay. list oh, that nice. you didn't mention who yeah, I, I think I might have to go. I, like, this might be the number one pause because Whoa. I'm not sure that when it comes to, you know, football and when it comes to professional wrestling and even life after wrestling well especially life after wrestling if anybody has been more successful than former baltimore ravens cheerleader stacy keebler oh nice that's a good one i mean it did i mean look at that career you go from being an NFL cheerleader to a Nitro girl to a feature part of WWE Monday Night Raw to George Clooney. It's pretty good. I mean, elevated herself up the up the ladder. That's for sure. So, who is the best football player turned wrestler? Well, I mean, if I have to look at them forever, the answer is Stacy Keebler. Other than that, I'm going right. with the big cat. Ernie Lat. Does Gronk get any love for, for the fact that his fiance is Camille Costek? Does that get any bonus points? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So. That gets bonus points. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you're going big cat Ernie, Ernie Ladd. I was leaning him or, very, you know, hey, he's kind of one and two, but I'm going to go Wahoo because I love Wahoo. I'm going to go Wahoo McDaniel as my greatest football player ever to be and- a pro wrestler. To be fair, I have Wahoo number two. So, I mean, we're just flipped. Yes. Nice. You got to love Goldberg, though, even though he almost got it two weeks in a row. He was almost best Jewish wrestler of all time. He's almost best. Well, you know, if, if we did this next week, if he becomes the champion of the universe, if he refuses to acknowledge Roman Reigns, maybe, just maybe, he'll get elevated above Baron Corbin. You don't look uh, like Reigns, but this is how good he is. He created another like verb or whatever, another adjective. I like, get whatever you want to say. He created another word. He said, "I'm going to Goldberg Goldberg." I guess it would be really be a verb, but he said, "I'm going to Goldberg Goldberg." I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Like, what a what a well well said. Yeah, that was really good stuff. Looking forward to that for sure. Enjoy. Let's head, let's head towards the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com and Patreon patreon.com slash tmpt empire jargo what do you got michaeljargo.com at not jargo on social media and hit us up at the blow off at blow off pod nice great stuff as always jargo thank you everybody out there for listening we'll see you right back here next week for a little bit of who is see you next week folks this has been a john pause power trip production in conjunction with the two-man power trip of wrestling you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You could check us out on Facebook. You could subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies, brother.